captain of Ingog. Akiva's faces his job in GOG with Keeve and Ellie and Zooey. Genius! You should be like re- making a statue to me right now. Look how smart that is. I, I have the whole plug here. And it's only covered in some Doritos. <laughs> I don't eat Doritos. What do you think your diplos are? Oh yeah, well they're from the Dorito company. I don't think they're Doritos. Okay. Do you want to come? Do you want to go to the podcast? Do you want to watch the episode quickly and come on the podcast? There's a lot of physical comedy. Did you say that I thought Mara would like this episode? Huh? And you didn't ignore it? A uh, new girl. What? Yeah, no, this isn't Rob. This is Allie. Rob is tomorrow because it's Christmas. I assumed I was podcasting with Rob today, and then when I asked, oh, I now was... I understand what, why this got offered to me because Rob was observing Christmas. I was told, no, it's Christmas. There's no, no Gentiles podcast on Christmas. <laughs> so this is Jews only. All right. Hey, fam. Welcome back to season three, episode eight. <laughs> uh, my, I'm neither the new girl nor the old guy. I don't think I said it was new girl, old guy. It is. Uh, and I am here with the man who gets only hoops, no misses, Akiva Winokur. Uh Yeah. Uh, most Jews eat. Uh, Chinese food on Christmas, but what we do is we podcast, baby. Are you okay that I was recording for one full minute of you That's getting fine. up and talking about what a genius you were? <laughs> to my wife. Well, <laughs> the, there's so much noise in the background here. I'm loving Three this. loud I, women. <laughs> you you should Quiet. be so lucky to be surrounded by a professional environment. <laughs> If I can't record this podcast, we actually have to move out of this house. <laughs> it's okay. this place what pays the bills. No, no. Get out of here! Get out of here! Get out of here! I would love nothing more than your family to join this podcast without having watched the episode. We're gonna be on the street if this isn't a good episode, girls. <laughs> they know you don't get paid for this. They don't. You, you think they know which podcasts are monetized and which aren't? Come on. Oh, my favorite was when Mara comes over and goes, oh, this isn't Rob with disgust. This isn't Rob? <laughs> well, I think someone Did said, you... is that a lady's voice? <laughs> and we were like, not really. Sort of. Uh, I have a pretty deep voice, but it is. Uh, it is me. Allie Lasher. Akiva, how are you? <laughs> Merry Christmas, Kiwi. Yep, yep, yep. We're big Christmas people here. Um, not a Christmas episode of New Girl. We didn't miss by that much, right? Season. Well, it was a Jewish Christmas episode. Yeah, it that's was all true. about Chinese food. That is true. That is true. That's a good point. Very fitting. We should be eating Chinese. Do you eat Chinese food on Christmas? I don't really do anything on Christmas. My mom was like upset I didn't come home this weekend, but I don't even have like, like I feel like there are Jews who are like, I go home and I'm with my family and we do a movie and we do mm-hmm. Chinese. We used to go to Florida to see my grandma on Christmas, but I guess the pandemic kind of washed that away. Yeah. Now, th- but it's also because it's like the rare time where everyone's off, but there's not much to do. I guess like Labor Day is like that or wherever. Like if you're not celebrating, like it's not Thanksgiving, like you have no obligations. You could just hang out with your family, watch a movie, you know, go to a restaurant or eat, order in, whatever. There's like, it's like a say- no- low stakes holiday. I have to make a defense uh, against something vaguely anti-Semitic that I've noticed going on in the corporate world. 
where like I do sort of notice like I have a friend who at his law firm he observed Shabbat and he's like gotten some kind of like comments here and there like oh you're off on Fridays that must be nice like a little taste of like little resentment mm-hmm. and it's like no he has to work like three times as hard as all week to go offline for that and then he has to work all of Saturday night regardless anyway no one needs me to defend that but mm-hmm. I thought I you were gonna noticed- do the happy holidays Merry Christmas thing well, we can discuss that, too. I have noticed that some people are like, oh, Jewish people are off these random holidays. Must be nice. Yom Kippur, Rosh Hashanah, like, oh, must be nice that you're taking two days off for this holiday. To P.S., sit in synagogue starving for the whole you day. You want to like, trade? It's really not you fun. Would never, you couldn't last two minutes in synagogue, lady. Forget that. <laughs> yes, agreed. But that's not even my current grievance. This is like a belated festivist. Mm-hmm. I have to tell you. I, and knock on wood, because I am enjoying having See, two that's interrupted. Knocking on wood. Well, okay, two interrupted, <laughs> yeah. uninterrupted days. Yes. I haven't had two uninterrupted days from work in two years. Mm-hmm. I've had gotten emails on Yom Kippur. Like I, I have had all of my Jewish holidays interrupted and had to say I'm out. Whatever. Christmas, I'm happy to work. Give me the work. Where mm-hmm. are you, work? Only holiday that has ever been respected in my entire life in any job is Christmas. So everyone who's like, oh, the Jews get all these extra holidays, not respected ones. I'll tell you that for free. That's it. That's yeah, my no, for sure. And it does make me a little happy today if you get any work emails from like, hey, Rosenthal sent me, you know, <laughs> like, <laughs> sent me the notes. From today. Like, yeah, all right. Yeah. No, it doesn't make me we're happy. On, I'm, look, I'm enjoying. I'm basking in my lack of obligations. I watched uh, half of Tick Tick Boom this morning at 10 a.m. because, like, wh- what else? I don't, I don't have anything to do. I'm loving it. Um, so thank you to the Gentiles for giving me a weekend. I appreciate it. But just know that my holidays get interrupted all the time. <laughs> mm-hmm. All right. It's good to know. You asked me about happy holidays and Merry Christmas in your newfound corporate environment. What, what was that about? No, I just don't. I, I I don't know the. I didn't know the appropriate uh, lingo. I wanted to know, like, uh, you know, do you go with the Merry Christmas? Do you do Merry Xmas? Do you do Happy Holidays? Do you do both? I don't know. I don't. I don't. I don't what know did you decide? I think everyone. Everyone really just does Happy Holidays. It seems like just looking on the internet, it seems like there's a lot of Happy Holidays people right now. Happy Holidays is really bad for our brand as Jews too. Up there with ruining. Santa. I know because we. Yeah, we shouldn't care. Like we like, don't care. We don't care. The we don't people care. who have made it a thing. Mm-hmm. It, like, it's really not the Jews. The Jews we're not just the Jews. living our life. Yeah, we're living our life. We're living our life. I'm enjoying The Jews myself. and the Muslims don't care. We, we, we'll wish you a, the 12 Merry Yeah, Christmas like the impacted, I found the impacted people really don't care. Yeah, it's true. It's true. It's like, it's you're, like you're doing the work for us, but we don't mind. But I, I you know, it's all right. I, this has maybe gotten off on a negative tone. Mm-hmm. I didn't mean to. Okay. Um, normally, awesome. we talk about um, banana at the end. Mm-hmm. But I, I have a suggestion. Can I play Yosef's Hanukkah banana related minute now? Please, please. We're so backlogged. We have we a lot of episode. a lot of we're miss a lot of missing minutes. Do you like today? I re-listened to all of the old ones and cataloged them. Lo- so yeah, that that's that's smart. Maybe going forward we'll do that right away. So otherwise it's possible to. Keep well, I have it. tried to in the past, but I forget. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, you know, I whatever I did it right before. So here is uh, Yosef on Hanukkah. Hey, Yosef. I'm still chewing. Oh, you're still chewing? All right, I'll start talking. Happy Hanukkah, Yosef. What do you say? Anyway, you're still chewing. I want to know, what did Banana get for Hanukkah? Um, uh, uh, his own 
jogging and you scan that mm -hmm. that could uh, make a hundred traps and send a hundred real traps up in the time. We're uh, back to that. Traps for bad guys. The what do you get? Guys. Oh, for he's trapping the good guys. That's crazy. What do you get for Hanukkah? He always lets me. Okay, he only lets you trap the good guys? What do you get for Hanukkah? No, he only lets me jump over. Oh, jump over the traps? So he doesn't trap you, you're saying? Yeah. Okay. What do you get for Hanukkah? I'll tell you. Yeah, tell me. That's what I asked. <laughs> A puzzle. What else? What kind of puzzle? Spider-Man puzzle four. Four Spider-Man puzzles? What else? Don't you dare eat that apple till we're done. What else did you get? I know, you're not in charge of me. What? What do you think I am? I'm your parent. Mm -mm. Oh, yeah, Bananas Dad's your parent. I forgot. Anyway, what, what do you have for Hanukkah? What else? I don't know. I got you something. Uh-huh. What? Pop. A, a pop. A, a Funko Pop of a San Antonio Spur, our favorite team, right? And what did you get the first night? You took it out wherever you went the last few days. Around your neck. A camera. Okay. Say happy Hanukkah. Happy Hanukkah. Bye. <laughs> That's the best. Happy Hanukkah. Bye. <laughs> I, the part I like there is, okay, I'll tell you. And that comes later. We have a lot of good banana minutes for the end, but he later also uh, brings back the, I'll tell you, That's I'll tell thing. you. That's his thing. I'll tell you. <laughs> okay, I'll tell you. Um, but I am enjoying seeing um, people's Instagrams of Christmas Eve, Christmas. I'm not like someone who like, is upset by that. I'm I'm enjoying. It feels very warm. Uh, festive. It feels yeah. even though our holiday has candles. There's there's like a little bit more of like uh, feels very warm in the house. You know what I mean? Like there's probably uh, more fires it. going. Or at and least Netflix like the red and the green is a good aesthetic. You love themes and aesthetics. Like that's a good aesthetic, right? Did I show you the Christmas cookies I made with Missy? Did you see them on Instagram? I don't think I saw them. No. Oh, let me send them for a live react because I gotta tell you. Mm -hmm. I, it's like I should maybe consider converting because these cookies are very impressive. Mm -hmm. and Chris, okay, she's a Christmas celebrator. She's not one uh, of us. otherwise known as a, a, a <laughs> Gentile. <laughs> but but so she was like, I want to have you over for Gentile Christmas, which is so funny that she was calling it Gentile Christmas mm -hmm. because cr that's implied. Yes. Um, In fact, almost everyone is a Gentile. <laughs> <laughs> but so I was like, okay, cool. We'll do. I got a Grinch sweatshirt. She was wearing red. We did not plan that. Uh, she got me reindeer antlers. She had a Santa hat. She made an amazing pork-free Italian meal. It was delicious. And then I had brought cookie dough that I made, and then we baked them and decorated them there, and then we watched the Sex and the City reboot. But it was so fun. Here are five of my selected cookies that I made. I'm sending right now. Um, yeah, these are very good. These are good, uh, these are good gingerbread cookies, Christmas cookies. Well, they're sugar cookies. Gingerbread's gross. Actually, gingerbread's fine. What do you think about this? Kosher Christmas cookies. Is that a business that has any legs? Um, well, they're not difficult to make them kosher. There's nothing non-kosher about them. As long I'm as sure we're like them selling them in stores, but they have a giant OU on them. I, that's actually, I'd be interested in knowing if like... I don't think, well, if you call them Christmas, they wouldn't give it. They wouldn't stamp the OU on it though. But if they're made in a fact, like let's say like the Loft House sugar cookies, I don't know if those are kosher, but let's mm -hmm. say they're already kosher and then they yeah. make a red frosting version with Christmas sprinkles. They're not just like 
it's in a kosher factory already. Like, why yeah, wouldn't they? Yeah, they put would them on? be kosher, but they probably put, wouldn't put their stamp on the Christmas thing. If it was like, I disagree. If it that's, said that Christmas, they crazy. wouldn't do it. If they said that's Christmas, that's insane. Wouldn't why wouldn't they put them on? Maybe I don't know. Maybe they would. I mean, listen, if they're putting it on like Mountain Dew, bo- like some of the disgusting things that we had to drink at the. Um, but the, wait, that makes no sense. No, no, no. That, you're so crazy. <laughs> but do you remember that? Like, if they'll put their stamp on that, they should put it on, on almost everything. Well, no, your logic is that, uh, and I understand what you're doing is comedy, but the logic is that um, a, a person, so you're suggesting that someone buying Christmas cookies would be deterred from buying them because they were kosher? No, that's not what I'm, that's not what I'm saying. Well, then saying why about. wouldn't they put their I'm stamp saying, on like, it? If there is a Chris, if it's a Christmas item, then then I think they wouldn't want to be connected with it because it's like, I don't but know. Then, but you're saying only because it would deter Gentiles? No, from I think it would just because, like, that's probably a policy is, like, we don't do Christmas. That's not a that, – okay, the that's a policy. genius is a policy. I think that is a policy. They don't do Christmas. Who's they? The companies? Yeah, I'm saying like the the the, the certification like, company. There's a world where there's a kosher person in the world, like probably not a moo, but a mm-hmm. kosher person yeah. who is like, oh, I'll get these Christmas cookies more more likely the day after on sale. Like, right. They're like me, like <laughs> that's and and then it's kosher, and then it's kosher. So you're increasing the audience. Versus yeah, but I don't think off. that like who who do we need to who do we need to. Uh, you know, really worry about here. It's like uh, Jews who love Christmas so much they need to buy Christmas cookies. I don't that's, think that's a their, big market. That's, yeah, not, but that's not their core demo, you know. No, no, but I'm, look, I'm not saying Santa's workshop is bringing in, you know, a rabbi of the North Pole <laughs> to do a certification. I'm saying a company that already has a kosher place mm-hmm. is not removing the certification mm-hmm. because it's a Christmas cookie. Yeah, if it doesn't say Christmas on the box, they they would probably. <laughs> If it says Christmas on the box, there's no way they're putting. If I could box. leave my house, I'd go looking for the answer right, right I'd now. Pause the podcast. It'll be too late by the time people listen to this. Allie from the editing room, uh, you better believe. Once I was able to leave my house, I did go on a mission looking uh, to validate this, even though it's so ridiculous. I'm embarrassed. Um, I gotta say, I'm only really coming on to say I'm very impressed. Either supply chain issues caused a lack of Christmas themed. Uh, baked items at the supermarket I went to, or you guys really buy, they order what you need and you buy it out, or they're just like quick to get it off the shelves. But three days after Christmas, uh, I couldn't find like any, any items. The best I could do was Tate's cookies had like a green tin with white snowflakes that had a kosher sign. And I just Googled the loft house cookies. The ones in real life had the OU the Christmas ones on Google Images have the OU. Um, this was dumb, though, because we all knew Akiva was wrong. I'm so sorry to have wasted your time. Back to the show. Christmas in Israel, like, you're not even feeling the vibe anymore. You don't feel it. The there internet, are right? cities where you can sort of, like, you'll drive by, you'll see lights. But you, my, my kids Re- definitely don't know it was Christmas today. They've no Wait, idea. you'll drive by cities in Israel and see lights? Not, like, on every house, but, like, yeah, on, 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 like, a house for sure. I guess that's true in, in like, Boynton Beach, I drive by and see some lights sometimes. <laughs> Same thing. It does feel very similar. Jerusalem. <laughs> yeah. You got lights in Jerusalem. Well, I guess Jerusalem is a holy site for. Yeah, uh, no, of Christians course. Oh, yeah, there for sure. Yeah. yeah, there is. There would be. There would be. But yeah, it's not like a ton, but you can see it. But I think. And then you put up the same lights on Sukkot, like the Jews who were eating outside. Like they don't know the difference. They'll just buy those same like red and green lights. I think my kids did <laughs> not know hilarious. it was Christmas Day. If they knew it was Christmas, they would have like, hey, well, let's watch Home Alone. 
but I don't think they even know. You think your kids don't know it's Christmas? Ella Today, does not know it's Christmas? No, I mean, maybe because they're on like social media and they see people posting, but like... Certainly my boys didn't know. There's a 0% chance my boys knew it was Christmas today. What a Jewish oasis. That's incredible. Mm -hmm. There's no way they know. I mean, did you know it was Christmas growing up and you're like Yeah, oh yeah, cuz there was no bus. There was no busing on the way to school. <laughs> Wild. Parents had to drive Yeah, cuz we would have school on Christmas a lot of times. The kids who live far away couldn't come because like again, you know, you can't like the bus drivers aren't oh, going to work. Oh, the bus drivers So you know, it's like the kids from Staten Island aren't coming. But uh um, Wild. Yeah. All right. The more you know, Here I think we I are did know, but like it really made very little impact on me. P.S. Other this than is like, all stale because this isn't launching till Wednesday, so I like know. we've had this whole Christmas discussion and it's and, like, and Hanukkah, which has been gone for a month by Wednesday. Yeah, but that was cute. Mm -hmm. Happy Hanukkah, bye. <laughs> um, yeah, no, I but uh, I think um, yeah, I, I, growing up, it was there was very little. There was there was very little uh, Christmas in the, Although the like you know that the NBA games are on. The problem is like. Like last night, if it wasn't Shabbat, I would have felt very lonely because there was no sporting events on, on Friday, December 24th. Do sporting events usually make you feel like you have people around? Like, I guess, you like, felt I guess like, like at night, like everyone's asleep Do in my house. Do you mean bored? I like how you said lonely. Well, I both, I guess. I guess both. I guess maybe that's like. A, a, my like, friends weren't playing on television. Been, <laughs> a therapist would have a field day with that comment. But like, yeah, it's like there's nothing going on. It's just like, uh, it's very, you know, I was alone. With all of my friends, like LeBron James. Wild stuff here, mm -hmm. guys. Uh, this is why you come. Season three, episode eight, menus. Menus. Originally... I did not guess. I did not guess the the episode correctly at all, I don't think. I actually thought your idea was good. I remember it. Well, I guess we only recorded a few days ago, but it was a... Uh, do you remember it? I remember it. I think my guess was... I uh, uh, Oh, yeah, that uh, Nick wants to start, like, uh, like he wants to add to the menu at his new... At his at his bar, something like that. Yeah, which I think was a pretty good guess for mm -hmm. having no idea. Um, it would have made sense. Um, but we have some questions. This originally aired November twelfth, two thousand thirteen. I don't know if I said that. Um, so it's not old business. It's sort of like pre business. We got some questions that I want to ask you, but I don't remember where in the episode like this is referencing. So I'm just going to ask you at the top, and you could tell me where I missed it. Mm -hmm. So both Matt Stewart and producer Kelly got questions in insanely early for this early record. We appreciate them both greatly. Uh, Matt Stewart says, Akiva, did you have any themed yarmulkes? And producer Kelly said, why would Schmidt have an Oakland Raiders yarmulke? Shouldn't he be a Giants or Jets fan? I missed a yarmulke comment from Schmidt. Yeah, he, it's very brief. He says it like when they're... Shoot, I just dropped my phone. Um, he, he says it like at the very beginning of the scene. I could see why anybody would miss it. But, uh, okay, so let's talk about themed yamis. You, I don't take. I don't, I've never even seen you in a yami because I always see you in a hat. Mm -hmm. uh, yes, when I was a kid, I definitely had like a Mets yamaka and a bunch of Jets yamakas and a San Antonio Spurs and Yukon yamaka. Um, I don't. I still have a Jets one somewhere, but I don't really wear it. It's a little small. Like a little secret is like when you lose your hair, you want like a little bit of a bigger yamaka. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, so, I don't. Like, but I, I in theory, you could imagine. You could imagine. Um. So, yeah, so I don't really, I don't even know where that is, but I do have, um, I, I have had themed ones, and I would, like, my kids will buy, my kids have a lot of themed ones, like, Yosef is a big Spider-Man guy, so he will go, wears a Spider-Man one every day. Now, have your kids ever asked if they can wear, like, hats instead, or they like wearing the Ami? I mean, kids don't really wear hats. It's like a bowl, it's like, a, maybe they'll wear winter hats sometimes, but, like, it, it's like a, it's like an old balding man problem, you know? Okay. 
Um, I, I once got my dad a Northwestern Yami because, like, every dad, when, like, kids went to college, like, all the dads at the high holidays would be rocking their, like, little tight, like, Wisconsin Yami mm-hmm. or Indiana yeah. Yami. So you want your and, dad could, like, flex on them a little bit with a better better Big Ten score, No, shut you. up. No, but, like, you know those, like, small, like, I would say, like, four-inch in diameter, like, leatherish kind of ones mm-hmm. not leather like whatever yeah. that kind of material versus like the big cloth like tents that make it like that you get yeah you just like pick one out of the community those box. are those are like those like the walk of shame basically to get the shiny well, right ones. but i couldn't find the like tight northwestern one even though the head of our hillel had it and our current rabbi wears a northwestern one because he's a northwestern alum and we joked because like the one i ordered was like a ridiculous like patchwork like purple with like black and ca- like it was so obnoxious My was it official was or was it a knockoff like was it no from it was like i couldn't even store? northwestern wasn't selling official ones mm-hmm. it was like i got it on etsy or something and it was like so humiliating my dad was like i'm never wearing this it was so giant and my dad was not was not balding he he had a short life but he kept all his hair so mm-hmm. you know it, reasonable minds may differ on what's preferable, but he did not need the big yami, and it was humiliating. I'm going to cut this story because that's so bad that I just said that. <laughs> you were supposed to laugh to make it like. No, funnier. it was good. It was it was a good story. Um... <laughs> no, I'm talking about saying it's better to be dead than oh, bald. Yeah, yeah, which I don't agree with. Mm-mm, mm-mm. Uh, you can some ask people think that. My, that, you don't, that you can you ask my ex how I feel about. It. <laughs> <laughs> can I leave that in? Jesus. Anyway. Yeah, oh if, boy. If, if people, yeah, I, I want, I want more themed yarmulkes. That's what I should ask Mary for, like themed yarmulkes for birthdays and anniversaries and stuff. Well, what do you think about Schmidt being an Oakland Raiders fan? I, I'm trying to think why he would be a Raiders. Yeah, I mean, like that might be one of the funnier yarmulkes, like a Raiders yarmulke. Um, do you think the eye patch? Like, could they make it just so the eye patch is the yarmulke? No, I've worn. Actually, I don't think I wore my yarmulke to a Raiders game, but my dad certainly did. I think I wore a Jets hat. Um, it was actually, it was it might have been cold. It might have been more than like a like a winter hat. Um, but my dad and I, my dad was like college like study partners with the with with a guy who ended up being the rabbi in Oakland. So we went out there. He hadn't spoken to him in like twenty years, like since college. But we went out there my senior year of high school. Is he still the rabbi in Oakland? Mm-mm, mm-mm. I think he moved. He moved elsewhere pretty quickly after that. Um, I know Samoa's in Oakland. I would have said uh, maybe. It's yeah, no, rabbi. he's he's not there anymore. I, th- considering it's a big city, I don't think the Orthodox community is big at all. Uh, really, the Bay Area is, is, is you know is probably like the least per capita in, in the con- of any big city in the country. But they uh, so he Al Davis, who was the owner of the Raiders until he until he died, was Jewish. So he would come in once a year to the synagogue to say Kaddish. So he had like a little bit of a relationship with the rabbi, maybe more than once a year. He probably was missing both his parents. Um, and so he like left him tickets. So like we went with the rabbi to the game. They weren't good seats. <laughs> the owner's tickets. They, they weren't like the worst, but they were like 50 yard line, but upper deck. They were first row, they 50 yard line, upper good. deck. So like that's definitely not terrible seats, but it, it, you know, and, um, and what's it called? So, uh, yeah. So that was, that was wearing a yarmulke to uh, an Oakland Raiders game. All right, producer Kelly says, is there any chance Nick would have watched Friday Night Lights slash made the Jason Street reference? This was also like a fun fact on IMDb, and I don't watch, I've never even seen a single episode of Friday Night Lights, which is weird because I like pop culture sports Mm -hmm. like 
interpretations themed shows whatever like the league etc if you're like stuck at home for if you're ever stuck at home for a couple weeks i think i'm not stuck for a couple weeks i'm just (laughs) saying if you ever were i think you'd like it i hope i'm never stuck at home again for a couple weeks we'll see yeah so he calls him jason street why because he's in a wheelchair is that I don't I've never seen Friday Night Lights because yeah, in the so first I'm episode he he gets um he 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 has like catastrophic injury and he's in a he's in a wheelchair. Well, that's like a devastating reference. Do you, I feel like Nick would watch Friday Night Lights? That makes sense to me. Oh yeah, for sure because he likes football, he likes TV, he's got no he's got a lot of free time. He for sure would watch it. If I'm not mistaken, uh, the character who plays Chase the Street, Scott Porter, I think is a big RHAP fan, like a big Survivor person who's been on RHAP. Oh, you! I feel like that you could Google that now. I haven't heard of him in a while, so like I don't know if he's still like in the in the picture at all. But he definitely uh, used to like tweet at Robin stuff. Scott Porter. What's his name? Scott Porter. Scott Porter. Scott. Rob is a podcast. Here he is. Scott Porter talks Survivor Thirty Worlds Apart. Mm-hmm. That's a long time ago. Probably hasn't been on since. Have not heard his name in a while. Um. Let's see. Here's a tweet from Rob. Now I don't have to refer to who Rob is because Rob was on last week. Excellent. Yeah, that's right. That's what he's best known for. Yeah. Guest on the show last week. Okay. Um, all right. Well, thank you for. Uh, sorry. You know, sometimes like there were so many, there were so many little lines this episode that like not everything. There's a lot going on. Don't get the reference. What'd you think of the episode? Oh, we didn't have you do the digest last week. Oh my god. First episode with no Keeves digest. By the way, here's a funny. Here's a funny tweet. Um, okay. <laughs> They did some sort of draft, and somebody says, uh, hope you talk Survivor this season. And Scott Porter says, yo, I DM'd Rob like 10 times. He's just too big time, my guy. So, Ooh, when was that? What year was that? Uh, t- 2020. Listen, oh. It was during the pandemic. Um, Rob had better things to do than, you know. Well, there also Survivor wasn't on. Yeah, Survivor wasn't on. It depends. Um, okay, did you hear me that you didn't do the digest last time? I didn't. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Because we we got right into it with with Rob. Uh, and also we we'd been out of it. I like forgot our run of show. Yes. All right. Fine. So the digest is. This is a very different episode of New Girl. I, this is actually like one of the harder digests to do. Basically, they get a lot of. They keep getting menus from uh, <laughs> a Chinese restaurant. Meanwhile, Nick is eating Chinese food for breakfast. Meanwhile, uh, Coach is still there, and meanwhile, uh, Jess has some plans for her kids at school that that you know don't happen exactly how she would want them to. <laughs> okay, good good job. Mm-hmm. It's always so funny to me to listen to the. I think it's my favorite part of the podcast because it's just like what you say during the digest is always so random to me. Yeah, well, this is a but hard like that's, one. This is a hard. Well, it's one, also so. however, like you'd always like. How I would do it is different than how you. It's just like funny what jumps out to some people when they just yes. like give a summary of something. This episode was written by like new people, Matt Fussfield and Alex Cuthbertson. And, and I think that they were like had maybe a little different spin than some of the previous writers on the show. They'd written it on a bunch feel, of sitcoms before this. It did feel different to me, especially because like this is, I think, the only time when I was watching it where I texted you specifically and was like, I think Mara would really like this episode. And I think this would be really good to watch with kids, too. Like -hmm. it just felt quicker and like there were like random jokes and a lot of physical comedy. And I just thought like you've asked me in the past, like, is this a good one for kids? I'm like, I don't know. And this one felt like very kid friendly. Yes, it's funny because some of them are like so widely unkid friendly. 
that like you think like oh it's not an option but yes this is uh this was pretty good so hop foods food menu comes in under the door and nick has i think my whole favorite line in the episode is the first line in the show don't mind if i brunch <laughs> it is funny uh what how do you feel about uh, leftovers for breakfast like that well, so that's interesting because it's not leftovers. He orders it yeah. for breakfast. And Matt Stewart says, is takeout Chinese food for breakfast a good idea? Mm-hmm. So first there, would you ever order it as like, or um, I have a hankering for brunch. Who is even Chinese? delivering it that early also? Like what restaurants are even open that early if you're not well, slinging bagels? Well, it could be like dim sum, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or maybe it's 1 you have p.m. a 24-hour place or something in a big city, I guess. He calls it brunch, too, so that could be 1, 2 p.m. Who that knows? is true. He is, like, kind of, you know, he's not he's not a rise at 6 a.m. type of guy. But the only thing against that is, like, Jess comes to go to work, but it seems like, is it a weekend that she's going to meet with Principal Foster? Like, it kind of seems like yeah, not a normal work day. It's a good question. I'm not sure. So would you, all right, so first of all, fresh Chinese for breakfast, would you do it? I wouldn't order it because I feel like that would be my rock bottom as a person, you know? <laughs> like, if I'm oh, ordering Oh, not the eating that, the pizza crust from children in, in COVID Pizza times, crust, so. ultimately, like, you, you get over them. You don't feel it. Like, where do you go you the rest of the them. day if at 10 o'clock you're, you're eating that, that food, you know? This is like what Rob called uh, drinking on Sundays sad. Like, yeah, sometimes you eat things in the morning that sit with you all day and you're not proud. And then you start again the next day. I think because also, like, we have such a distinction between meat and milk. Um, okay. And, like, you know, people who keep kosher or whatever, that, like, th- to have meat in the morning is, is like, <laughs> very rare. Because also, like, that means you also can't have milk for lunch. Like, it's five hours. I, I wait five. Some people wait three. Some people wait six. But, like, if you wait time between meat after meat before you have milk, that's, like, what are you knocking out for lunch? Now you have to, like, go back to the meat well. Or you could have nothing, or you could have like go back to the meat well. <laughs> for lunch. Like that's it's like, a meat day. Then you're committed and then, to a and full then it's meat like, day. Yeah, and then it's like if it's one thirty and you're and you're eating meat, like what are you, are you waiting till seven to have a dairy dinner, or are you going three for three on meat? Now, of course, you could have fish, which is neither, <laughs> and there's lots of food that is not. That you could do neither. eggs for lunch. Yeah, you could there's have lots of lunch. things that are neither meat nor milk for sure, uh, <laughs> without, without question. But just like as a, as a principle, you know, going three for three meat. <laughs> three for three meat. And you know, with me and the midnight snacks, it could be four for four. You're having meat in the middle of the night. It's I a meat last, night. I did last week a couple times because I was working till like two, three a.m. And like uh, there was like like deli, you know, there was just like a whole thing of deli. So like, take one, nobody oh, okay. notices. Mara notices like really everything. Like the other she's day, she's policing I, your midnight meat. Good she's not her. policing it. She just has like it's super. Someone ears. needs to be. Somebody she su- needs to she be. She has amazing ears and like is very good at like uh, sussing this stuff out. So like I. I took a couple Oreos that were probably supposed to be for doing? one of the kids. <laughs> and, what are you doing and, here? And she called them. And then I also had a soup, like an instant soup at 2 a.m. one night after she'd made like a really good dinner. And she'll get annoyed if I like eat more after a very good dinner that she like put time into. And I hid the soup. I like threw it in the bottom of the garbage. <laughs> but I guess I didn't throw out like the cover to the instant soup. I like left that on my desk. So she saw it in the morning. <laughs> So I got woken up with like, did you have a soup at <laughs> three? <laughs> I was like, let me go back to sleep. I only been asleep for three hours. Like, no, tell me, did you have a soup at three? <laughs> <laughs> did you did you see my tweet that my mom didn't know that ramen is soup? Yes. <laughs> yeah, I mean, I guess it's been a while since uh, you know since your mom went to college. I guess there w- weren't a lot of ramen people back then. 
like I bought a six pack. I got the stomach flu like two months ago and got mm-hmm. a six pack. Like in a panic, I did like an Instacart of like what could I possibly eat. Mm-hmm. So I got like a six pack of like not the cup of noodles, the like the like package. Yeah. And I think I had one. And so I had like five more and then I wasn't feeling well at the beginning of the week. And my mom was I was like, I'm not hungry, but like, should I eat? And my mom was like, well, like, have soup, like, get matzo ball soup. And I was like, well, I have, like, ramen already in the house. And she's like, but that's just noodles. And I was like, what do you mean? And she's like, I thought she meant, like, it doesn't have chicken. It doesn't have... And she's like, how do you make soup with it? It's noodles. And I was like, what a privilege it is that you don't know that you put water, boil the noodles, and then the flavor packet, which you've discarded, <laughs> is soup. I think because she's used it for, like, salads, like, Asian salads, like, at a barbecue where you just put in the raw noodles. Mm -hmm. So she had no idea that that makes soup. I guess. I think the previous generation, they weren't as big into ramen as our generation, you know? My mom's disgusted by it. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, and I'm sure we'll... She has a lot of other things I'm disgusted by. Mm Mm-hmm. No, I feel like her list is probably longer about yours, though. I mean, she doesn't know my my life. She's a... Yeah, like, she's... We're, I think we're both equally disgustable. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like, food disgusts us in a similar way. You, so, like, it, you handed down your disgustedness to each other. It's genetic. No, I didn't hand anything down to her. She's my mom. She, I'm saying, she, like, she <laughs> handed it down to you. Oh, well, the mayo Can thing completely comes from her. Can you hand things up? I mean, probably. probably. You could be a good influence or a bad influence on your parent. I think you could hand things up. Well, I always say I'm, I've got the worst qualities of both my parents combined. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So, uh, and, and nobody really um, takes issue with that and disagrees with me. Mm-hmm. Um, anyway, all right. Uh, but leftovers, you must be a leftover Chinese for breakfast guy. Uh, not, not breakfast, but yeah, I will have, I'll have leftovers. of uh, when I, I, f- I feel like years ago I was like, in my mind, I was like above leftovers, and now it's like exciting to me to have leftovers. I'm shocked that you were ever that guy. I wasn't above it, but, like, I don't know why. I, I'm not sure. I don't like leftovers, and I've grown out of it slightly, mm-hmm. but I'm, I'm floored that, you, again, the man who's eating discarded pizza crust from, and COVID, unvaccinated, <laughs> at the time, not, at the not time. now. Yeah. Um, I don't want to spread any rumors. I may have been vaccinated by then. disgusted by his own leftovers. Yeah. No, I wasn't. I mean, I wasn't disgusted, but it wasn't, like, appealing to me, and now it's like, I understand, like, a lot of work goes into food and you shouldn't you shouldn't throw it out like certain foods just don't stay well the second time like i don't love my dad was wings. on a perpetual my dad was on a per, but that's your fault for even having leftover wings well mara is mara knows to like she has to like because i eat so much that she has to like go very heavy on the wings or else you know <laughs> they'll be like what's what else is for dinner what an impossible <laughs> standard to set is that you eat so many wings that she has to make a ton, but you don't want leftovers. So if she no, even I do. Goes I do want leftovers wing, now. I just think there was a time, very early, but not on wings. I don't think I, I'll still eat them. I just don't think that they hold up. Well, you should just make a new product. The you hold up podcast should do an episode on wings. Like, we will not hold up. <laughs> you should just take the meat off the bone and repurpose it in like a sandwich. Like you should just not eat it as a wing. Eat it in some other pr- preparation. Take the meat off the wing. It's a, like a lot of work. Not if you know how to take meat off a wing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, they got my kids got an air fryer. I, I, maybe we'll start air fryer. Your kids got an air fryer yeah, for Hanukkah? Yeah, my, my girls wanted an air fryer for Hanukkah. Oh, wow. You're going to be eating good. You mm-hmm. already do eat good. Yeah, I have a lot of people here cooking me food. It's great. <laughs> 
and you're reaching for instant soups uh, to 3 a.m. I don't well, blame listen, her for being mad. I, you know, I, I, if I'm working late, I, I need to have the fourth. Piece. That'll get you. It's a date. No, eating while working is a dangerous game. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, you well, know, I this. feel it. The, the one time I've been in the office in COVID, I, th- I think I eat a lot. I don't. I still ate a decent amount. But I do think like you and maybe this is like a weird issue of mine that's that's not specific to everybody. But like I do think I ate a lot less. Also, you're very busy. But like I think I ate a lot less like in a room full of people. You know what I mean? So I think you eat less at work than you eat at home. Yeah. Period. Like that's that's not a new. Because sometimes new I'll, I'll have like psychotic eating things again, like having a soup at 3 a.m. Things that I would never do at work. You know. Yeah, no, I mean, I think it's also, like, it's such a big schlep to, like, leave your desk to get food. It's, like, I might as well. For me, if I'm at my office, it's, like, every minute I spend away from my desk, another minute I have to stay. Like, there's, I, I never thought of it like that ever until I was home. But it's, like, when I'm at home, I could stretch my workout for 24 hours, which is terrible. But at least, like, when you're yes. somebody somewhere else, there's some sort of subconscious motivation to get your work done so that you can leave. Mm-hmm. Yeah. No. That's so it's true. like, okay, I'm not gonna like get up for a snack like every couple of hours when I'm at my desk. I gotta get my work done and I gotta go home. Yeah. The best diet I ever had was like having kosher food, like be like an eight minute walk from my desk because there was no way I was having like, even though if I was working for like 13 hours, there's no way I was having really more than one meal then. You know. Well, that's concerning. Maybe two. <laughs> well, I would do breakfast when I would come in. They would have like the kosher like travel cereals. Those were great. Uh, I told you already what my dad said when I was anytime I was a kid and I was like, I'm so hungry. Like, I can't wait. My dad was always like, you won't starve. Like, you won't starve to death. You mm-hmm. can wait. So I guess I'm like, I'm worried about you. I'm like, you won't starve. No, You'll be I'm fine. Just like a brutal thing for your parent to say. But yeah, but I, it's that's also why I'm like so tough. There are only so many generations away from like we didn't have all the food we wanted to have, you know? Yeah, no, I think um, now we're far enough away from it. Our kids can't even like comprehend that. Although, right. with the whole, uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know <laughs> what you're alluding to, but... <laughs> What's it called again? The, uh, the like, that the, the stuff in the world is not around? I'm, I'm blank. Apocalypse? Late. Not apocalypse, like the... Um, oh, supply chain issue. Supply chain issue. <laughs> <laughs> it's, late. it's late. That would have been a good joke if you said... I know, you know I know, I know. I, I was like, it didn't even come close <laughs> to getting it, though. The stuff in the world you know, is the not around. The like, the supply chain issues. <laughs> Like, you maybe there just won't in, be food. When I was in French class, I, like, never knew the easiest way to say something. So I would, instead of being like, uh, I want to go to the beach, I'd be like, I want to go to the place where sand meets the water and people <laughs> yeah. sit on towels. And it's like, I still got a good grade because it was right, but it was totally mm-hmm. terrible. All I right. think I've said that we're in my college Yiddish class. I, I didn't realize the entire year, and I took it for two semesters, <laughs> that in the right corner every day was the homework. <laughs> I thought it was like, hey, guys, thanks for coming to class. But apparently it was the homework every single day in the corner. <laughs> and you never did it? No, I didn't know it was the homework. Like, I had no idea until it was like, hey, why did I get a B? Like, well, um, you submitted zero out of 55 homeworks. <laughs> like, uh, Wait, that is the softest grading in the world. You didn't do one homework assignment. You still got a B? Well, we also got uh, an extra 10 points on the final grade for going on a weekend, uh, like, sort of trip with You're her. so soft. Classic. Never held accountable a day in his life. Well, we had to go to we had to go to like the uh, like Hasidic village for for Shabbat with the teacher because they only spoke Yiddish there to like practice our Yiddish. But she wanted to go, so she like got the people to go by offering like she knew nobody would go 
she couldn't make it mandatory. Like you can't make like a weekend trip like that mandatory. So she knew she had to like sort of bribe us. So she gave us ten points on the final grade. So boom, like a seventy-four becomes an eighty-four. B, gotcha. Speaking of, saying but also I, I was married, her. which means Mary had to come for that weekend for my ten points. And she got nothing. Uh, no, she got nothing. Wait, when you say you had, she had to go because you were married. What does that mean? Like, I mean, she, she didn't, didn't have to go, but like we had just gotten married. It would have been like. We're going to like spend a weekend apart when, you know, I don't know. It would have been like a Shabbat apart would be strange. We'd really. Is just this why married. I'm single? What a dream that would be. Yeah, go away. Now, oh, now no you heard her. Go. You heard her before we started. She's like, when are you going already? <laughs> like, when are you going to America? Can I drive you now? And you'll just wait until the plane comes. <laughs> All right. Well, speaking of uh, getting directions to the beach in French, mm-hmm. uh, uh, Jess wants to go to the beach. I actually know how to say the beach in French, La Plage. I still remember. Um, because it's Ocean Conservation Day, Conservation Day, mm-hmm. OCD rules on the T-shirt, which yeah. is ridiculous. Um, she's having a meeting. She wants to get this field trip off the ground. Nick gives her the sage wisdom of it's better to just not try. By the way, we're pretending that Jess has this long-term teaching job enough that, like, Nick knows, like, about her principal and how much trouble. Like, she, we've barely established that she's back in this school, right? What is going on? Well, I you're right, 100%, but I do think there's a world where Jess has pitched 15 ideas in her first day of being there. Oh, 100%. And like, I'm <laughs> sure she's exhausting, and half the teachers run away when they see her. I have no doubt. So this is the background that we need, is just Nick being like, you've tried a million things, and he always makes you feel bad. Mm-hmm. Like, that's kind of all the exposition necessary. Yes, fair enough. Um, producer Kelly says, what was the best field trip you went to in school? Because honestly, getting a field trip to the beach... That's pretty sweet. Yeah, I don't remember, like, a great <laughs> field trip we went on. I remember the worst field trip we ever went on, which is um, – I wonder if uh, childhood friend Andrew remembers the trip at all, though I don't think he listens to that of NGOG. It's still Shabbat for him for, like, another 20 minutes. Oh, yeah, this is a, against your – I thought you, you didn't want to – Yes, you were, you were vi- <laughs> actively violating the Sabbath and – well, you it's know. no, it's fully sundown here. Is it supposed to be an hour after sundown? I, I think am you probably darkness. only have a couple more minutes. But yeah, by the time we end, you'll be you could we could stop if you want to make Havdalah. Anyway, um, <laughs> I had a Havdalah service for my bat mitzvah. So I think P.S. Um, Shabbat ended at four fifteen. It was like before we even started. Not possible. It's sorry, never ends. sorry, sorry. Probably. Light the candles at four fifteen. Yeah. Five nineteen. We're eight there minutes we away. Let's okay. sit in silence for eight full minutes. Mm-hmm. And Just don't use any <laughs> technology, please. Um, <laughs> put your phone down. But I googled to put your, find that. Put your phone down. <laughs> My phone's down because I'm a, as you screamed earlier in the podcast. This is a professional environment. <laughs> professional environment. Um, Rob leaves us alone for one day, and we can't. We <laughs> haven't even mentioned the show. But wait. Um. So we went to. Um. It's in the city. It's like on a ship. I'm really not coming up with any words today. Uh, what's that ship in Manhattan called? Oh, the Intrepid? Intrepid. So we're going to the Intrepid Museum. <laughs> and, we and like, the buses were late, and then we got stuck in just hours of traffic. There was just an accident, and we were just hours and hours of traffic. And I remember we were almost there, and we got the word. We had to come back for some assembly or, or something. Like, we couldn't stay there the whole day. And we got the word that basically we were there for 40 minutes. We had to turn around, like, before we even got in. So it's already, like, the worst trip ever. Like, just, like, five hours on a gross bus with, like, 42 kids in your grade, like, all on one bus. Wait, why couldn't you go? By the time we got there, it was like all the time we were supposed to be there was spent in traffic. So instead of like stretching it out and canceling whatever we had to do later in the day, they're like, just come home basically after like. So we didn't get to do anything. It was brutal. That was definitely the worst one. Um, 
and so then tra- that really yeah. connects to this because transpo was the issue. Transpo was the issue, and then um, yeah, and then ninth grade, we I remember having a, we had a field trip the day of the uh, Seinfeld finale, and I was wearing a Can't Stand Your shirt. That's my that's my other well, that's, other that's one I remember. Told. Yeah, I don't that's I don't really told. remember a lot of school trips otherwise. We and also we and, to... yeah, no, no, please go ahead. So my friend Andrew, I brought up. I probably said this before, but he, yeah, he used to like rent the buses for the school. Like he was like essentially a faculty member, even when he was like a junior and senior in high school. So like he would call the bus companies and get the bus and like rent our rooms for senior trip and stuff like that. Um, so I guess it is true. Like think about it as an adult, you want to send the kids on a trip for the day. The buses are probably expensive because they have to like wait there for you. You got to like hire the driver the whole day, right? Um. I don't know. Do you do you think it'd be good content if we stop for a second and you help me order Chinese food or no? Should we go to the next? <laughs> well, obviously you can't dial for another eight minutes, so maybe in a few. Well, minutes. I'm ordering it online because I'm uh, a, mm-hmm. I'm millennial. Can I'm you like, use a shinoi like type with you your boomer. nose or something? A shinoi? It's like it's like if you have to like do something that's against. Is it like a Shabbos goy? It's a little bit. It's like your own Shabbos goy. Like if you have to do something that's like you can't really do. Uh, but we have to do it for every reason. So, like, let's say you'd like dial with your left hand instead of your right hand, or something. Or like, I use a pencil. Mm-hmm. Like, with an... mm-hmm. Jews are so crafty. <laughs> like, that's is that like you have to call nine one one? Like, or you no? If you call nine one one, if it's an emergency, if someone's gonna die, you just do it. Like, the, but this is so. More then, like... when are you allowed to use a shinoi? It's a good question. It's like, <laughs> so, let... <sighs> yeah, it's it's like something that needs to be fixed, but isn't an, a super emergency. <laughs> you know, I'm, I can't think of a great example. Like, like you for your automatic timer for the lights didn't work, so instead of like sitting in pure darkness, you use a shinoi to flip the light on. I, 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 let's say you had to like, let's say your gas came on or something. You had to like call the, 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 the fire station, say like, hey, don't worry, it's like a false alarm. I don't know. I just like I, I'm, I'm struggling to think of the right example. Or like, your security alarm goes off or something. That sort of no, thing. I, it's so funny. So I had somebody ask me. This is like. A terrible example, sort of, because I can't get, I'm not going to give enough details, but like Mm -hmm. basically, there were two people who were like doing Jewish things differently, but are both very observant. And she was like, Yeah, I'm like kind of confused. And I was like, Listen, (laughs) even the most observant Jews, everybody does everything differently. (laughs) Like, you can't, it's just sort of like what I've gathered is they kind of do it this way and they do it this way. And like, that's sort of what it is. (laughs) And it's like very confusing to non Jewish people that like there are all these. Like, even what you said before made me think of it when you were like, right. oh, I do five like, hours. Alex will come in and be like, everything Akiva said was wrong, and I don't do that. And, <laughs> and then like, Jared will be like, five Akiva's hours, right. Some people do six, some mm-hmm. people do three, yes, and it's like, right. yeah, and it's well, all that, kind of fine. <laughs> it's true. That Well, that also matters where you come from. I think, like, Dutch people keep, like, 30 minutes or 60 minutes. Like, it's <laughs> that that's really where you're from. <laughs> it's so funny. Mm-hmm. Um, gotta love Jews. All right. Must love Jews. Let's make the sequel to Must Love Dogs from right. Must Love Jews. This has already been a very Jewish. Let's try and not mention like Jewish stuff for the rest of the episode, just because it's been why very heavy people so love. Far. That's what we're offering here. <laughs> I know, I know, but like this is almost like a uh, like a graduate course at this point, and like. Uh, <laughs> well, I'm learning. I mean, I'm going to edit a lot of this out mm-hmm. because it's we have plenty of time. What and, about uh, yeah? What, this what, has been a lot. <laughs> what about the boyfriend fifteen? Is that a real thing? Well, it's funny. Producer Kelly and. Uh, and Matt Stewart both asked about this. Yes, 100% it is. What about, like, the husband 40? <laughs> I think there's relationship weight is, like, uh-huh. a very real thing. Mm-hmm. I mean, some couples, like, my brother and sister-in-law are a very athletic couple. So, like, for them, it's not. Like, that's, like, never going to be a thing for mm-hmm. 
for them. My brother could date anyone, and and it's like his fitness is very important to him. But um, I joked that like my friend was like, oh my god, like when I she went to Columbia Law and she was like, everyone was so miserable and so busy. We like all lost so much weight. It was like the thinnest I've ever been. And I like went to Michigan, being like, okay, like whatever. Everybody at Michigan like gained weight. I feel like everyone. And I called my mom once. Like Jenna said, everyone would lose weight. We're all happy here, so we're all just fat and happy. Like everybody's like round. Yeah. Um, but that's but going to a Big know. Ten school versus going to SEC school. Also, it's just like there's you're indoors a lot. There's, you know, a lot of the activities are probably, like, food-based or, or drinking-based just because, like... No, I think people no are just happy, season. social. Okay. We're not just okay. in the library, starving. Mm-hmm. Same concept of why you eat more when you're at home than we eat more in the office. If you're always in the library, That's fair. not much to eat. Do you think relationship weight's not a thing? No, I think it probably is a thing. I don't, I've never heard of the boy... I've heard of the freshman 15. I don't know about the boyfriend 15. Oh, I don't think it's, like, a thing thing, but it's, like, putting a name on something mm-hmm. that exists. Yeah, I'm um, sure, yeah, they didn't invent it. And also, like, if people – I'm surprised nobody asked this, maybe because we're recording early. Like, if, if people want to know if we're doers or dumplingers, obviously we're both why, dumplingers. Why are you saying – okay, you're like, nobody asked this. We haven't – you just keep moving forward. We're not actually discussing the plot. Someone did ask that. Oh, so then – but I'm good at anticipating our listeners' questions. Well, <laughs> the, the way you said it, I'm, I'm I thought you'd start with – I thought you'd start we with are we doers or dumplingers. Well, we haven't even discussed – Coach's whole thing with Nick. Yeah. <laughs> so you're jumping ahead to all of this. Okay, fair Coach, enough. we need Avi really to just like set this whole thing up. Uh, Coach has having this interfrenchion with Nick. He's sort of projecting. He wants to like prove he's still to himself. He's still like a worthwhile coach. So he's like intervening with Nick's health and giving this whole speech about um, wanting to train him. I love Nick's line of "I'm old fashioned Cody Coney Island fat strong." <laughs> Um, but yeah, okay. Are you, producer Kelly says, would you ever pick doing over dumpling? Speaking of which, did you enjoy Chinese food on Christmas? No, we're both dumplingers. Come on. <laughs> That's mean. I mean, I'm a dumplinger. If you want to say you're a doer, God bless. Go your own path. <laughs> but like, it's not the life I've cho- chosen. I don't even know what that means. Well, it's like, would you do rather I work eat out dumplings? or do I eat? But it's not work out. It's do doer is not working out. I think doer is like leaving the house and like being a, a, a lady about town versus like, you know, being a homebody. I mean, how do you think I ended up in the situation I'm in? I was doing stuff. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I mean, I would have said I'm a dumplinger, but I don't think you should get comfortable telling people that they're that. Well, I, I I think you're taking it the wrong way. I just think we're both. I think I'm not taking it anyway. Well, I'm agreeing and I'm being very nice about it. I'm just as a warning. I don't think you should start saying that. To That's people. fair, but I like I know my customers. <laughs> like I just don't think like you classify yourself as an outdoors person. But this is not outdoors. This is like, are you a working out person? Like my brother is a doer. Mm-hmm. What are his as, opinion as on I dumplings? What's his opinion on dumplings? I mean, he probably he. I don't think he really cares about food. Like he is he eats, like Rob for sure. No, uh, he enjoys food more than Rob enjoys food for sure. Mm-hmm. But like, I don't think he like. I don't even really. Ha- but he like, doesn't like wake up and be like, "Hey, what's for lunch?" No, and, and he'll and he'll eat and he'll eat kind of like whatever. Mm-hmm. But he definitely and like he's the guy who I would have thought you were. Where like you'll go to a restaurant. And if anybody hasn't finished their meal, the 
dishes are being passed around to him and he'll eat it. Oh, he I am the human garbage disposal. That is, of course, me. Yes. Well, that do doesn't really track with not being a leftovers guy. But No, I said there was a time where I didn't want to have leftovers. But if it's fresh out of a restaurant, it's not leftovers. You know what I mean? Like this but was, I think was Rob – yeah, I know what you're saying. But I think um, like Rob is not that guy. No, Rob's not a human guard. My brother disposal. Rob is that guy. Oh, it's oh, very confusing. Yeah, that is confusing. <laughs> Tell him to change his name, ideally. Okay, anyway. Um, Robbie? Anybody call him Robbie? No. No. Okay. What do you think about um, – so Schmidt enters and, – and Schmidt's whole storyline this episode is sort of like continuing on the journey of he's moved out. Now Coach is moving in. So does that – that kind of changes the analysis on how long Schmidt's going to be gone, I imagine, right? I mean, it's interesting, right? You th- I thought that would be a couple episodes, and now it seems like we could have a medium to long-term you know, issue here also. How do you think Schmidt gets back in the loft if you think he does? I mean, I guess I Coach leaves and then he comes back, but I, don't, I wouldn't bet on that. I'm not sure. Mm. That's my guess. Is there anything else that you think could happen? Could Coach die? I don't know. <laughs> I have no idea. It's a good question. Mm. Okay, we'll see if Coach dies think, next week Coach on. <laughs> All right, let me, let me get to the episode he, Didn't he say it was his week. favorite? It's called didn't... Coach's Funeral. <laughs> Didn't he say what it was? Didn't he say it was his favorite show? He liked this show better. Like, imagine if they killed him off two episodes and him <laughs> coming back. What would have happened well, yeah, on he Happy said Endings? That they had more than one black character, I know, but, so I but guess I, like only for two episodes. Yeah, for, for those two episodes, it was so <laughs> so grand. They're like they're gonna no, and then they killed him off. I love Schmidt saying I'm rocking a PD personal day. It makes me think of Bryce, who's uh, the great host of the Purple Pants podcast. Mm-hmm. Uh, you think we get Bryce on the says, show where he doesn't know New Girl? <laughs> I think anyone who listens to this podcast, particularly as a sample, would decline because neither of us can let the other one get a freaking sentence out. Mm-hmm. <laughs> this is classic. This is OG and GOG. This is classic Akiva and Ali. Nothing makes sense. It's I can't even follow where we are. Mm-hmm. But the reason I bring up Bryce is he calls PTO, prepare the others. <laughs> I'm putting in PTO, prepare the others. And I every time I take vacation, I think about that. Mm-hmm. Like, I will be off next week, prepare the others. That's pretty good. I like I'm it. Rocking, I'm rocking a PD is also pretty good. No, that's pretty good. He has a lot of... Uh, you can't... Yeah. You can't rock any PDs. Between taking off for Shabbat to observe Shabbat... It's hard. ...and uh, being a temporary worker, I feel like you can't rock any PDs. I mean, I'm not... I mean, I like have a job. Like, but yeah, no, I agree. I don't take a lot of... I don't take days off in general. I mean, I've told the story. When I, when I, when I left my... Um, when I left... I'm just talking about for the Olympics. Oh, I hear uh, you. But when I left my regular job, um, I had like some obscene months what was it like i I don't even remember the the number but it was months and months and months worth worth of unpaid vacation days that they had to pay me out to the point where they're like hey is this a mistake when they emailed me i was like nope never took one and you didn't lose it's not if you don't it wasn't if you don't lose it you don't you lose it no it was literally it was paid out remember when i unlimited days unlimited days i mean that's why don't you remember like like the beginning of the pandemic yeah i asked you about that it was like, yeah, because I, I yeah, got ni- I, a nine-month paycheck. Oh, I thought that was because you said Israel's, like, really good about Oh, it. and then I got unemployment. Yeah, and then I got very good unemployment also for six months. But, yeah, I had a nine You had nine months of built-up days? Well, I didn't have nine months of days. I think I think it was nine months of... Like, a little, sev- a I little think sevy? I think it was sevy plus... 
<laughs> it, it, it was Sevy plus Seb. vacation. It's was sweet, like sweet Sevy. Was like ten months or something like that. Wow. I think it was wow. three months of vacation, and then I worked there for seven years or something like that. I, I don't remember now. It's been a couple of years. So. What do you think pan fried noodles are versus like <laughs> lo mein or chow ch- like, uh, Can you just send me the menu and I'll pick? I don't want to pick. I don't want to pick not kosher food for you. Are they going to be hard? No- yeah, I'll pick you the most send me kosher a ch- thing. I'll, I'll pick if you think I won't spring for kosher Chinese right now, you tell me where to go. I'll spring for kosher Chinese. I don't. I don't I, text uh, Chester. Say, like, where's kosher? On Shabbat? Shabbat? You think it's I'm over. We've been Shabbat? talking for a while. It just ended. <laughs> All right. Shabbat shalom, everyone. Okay. Um, geez. What's going on here? You don't here? say Shabbat shalom when Shabbat is over, even though. Well, what do I say? Good. I can't say good Shabbos at the end of it. It was a good Shabbos. Yeah, but it was a good Shabbos. it's over, you say good vach. I don't. I, no one's ever had a good vach. What's vach? <laughs> call, call up your grandma. And ask her. She'll tell you about good vach. Does she speak my Yiddish? My grandma wouldn't know vach. She doesn't know Yiddish? My grandma wouldn't know vach. My, my, my grandfather, who died before I was born, and my grandma's like partner of 20 years, mm-hmm. who also died, mm-hmm. they would know vach. She would not know She's vach. Not a, What's she vach? It's just like that's, that's what you say when it's over. Because shalom you know, means a lot of things, right? Wait, no, it's not meaningless. Well, what well, does it mean? I don't know you the say, direct that's translation just what you say? Hold on. Okay, why? You expect my grandma to know, but you. Well, I don't Mo know Yiddish. I had to go know. to the freaking ten point you class. Two, two I explained years. this already. <laughs> I mean, Vach is yeah, weak, yeah. so it's like. Uh, it, it's, oh, it's like have a good week, yeah. like reset for reset. the high school. Exactly. See you next week. Exactly. Reset for the high school. All right. Good Vach. I like good Vach. It's really Vach. Wish though. me a good Vach. 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 I'm bad. I have. <clears throat> I, I can't even get that out. Vach. I've always been bad at the. The Jewish. You could do the like, Chaz, please. I'm bad at the chuz. I'm very you think bad it's, at the You think you, t- you inherited your dad's chuz? <laughs> <laughs> all the, the worst for both parents. <laughs> My dad's well, I was just what? like hung all around town, but your dad, you know, he, and you got it from him. Yeah, I never, I never asked him about his chuz. What a missed opportunity. You, he that's never, you never regret. like, because that's a fun thing to do. You never like, hey, dad, say. I oh, never wow. enjoyed that kind no, of thing. No, okay. That's fair. I guess it's probably rude. Like saying it myself. Oh, you mean to like make fun Not of Not to him? make like, fun, but like, hey, can it. you do it? Because like when you're a little kid, you think like, oh, only Jewish people can say huh. But like. I never once thought only Jewish people could say huh. I feel like that's what they teach you like the first day of second of like two year old nursery school. Well, everywhere you go, <laughs> there you are. <laughs> We're going to scare people off. Some of this stuff is parody. All right. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jess goes to school. Let's just skip the entire coach thing. We discussed it. Okay. Um, I did actually. I like Winston's storyline of like. Although, first of all, it's a little insulting to Winston and Cece who have been around for three seasons, and Coach already is getting a better B story than either of them have really had the entire series. True. I mean, the only thing you can sort of say is like Damon Wayans Jr. is just like more famous than I guess everyone but Zooey. But yeah, no, it is. It's rough. <laughs> it's pretty and like. Winston is doing all again making a meal out of his little bits that he gets and doing all the physical comedy that made me text you about Mara but his story is like he's injured and he's vaguely got the storyline that he always is injured when it's time to play he once sat on a bench just because he was sad that made me laugh um but he says that he was like going up for a dunk and hurt his ankle but really he just slipped on some venues I liked that uh that little use of a flashback there yeah no that was good all right but anyway let's move to just goes to school i i she gets principal principal foster is not giving her money for the transpo uh crystal the student standout character i thought in this yeah episode. great character i also like when she's like legally you are not allowed to touch me 
yeah, yeah. I also the hot dog hat as a beach hat, very strange choice. Very strange. Looks very warm. That's gonna bottle in the heat, it Crystal, is true. and it does not protect you from it the will sun. It will smell bad on the bus ride home. And there's gonna be sand. There's in nothing it. about that's a beach no, hat. Not a beach but hat. I guess if if this is from the same people who are drawing sharks with legs and bagels with wings in the water as as what they think an ocean looks like, so maybe they don't know what a beach hat that's is. That's a good point. That's true. All right, so Jess is going to take it to the street. She's going to take out her anger about the trip uh, and her frustrations on the Chinese restaurant delivering menus. First of all, Matt Stewart thinks this whole thing doesn't hold up. Do you still have paper menus or is everything online I now? mean, I think that it definitely still exists in a big city. Like, I mean, I guess I haven't really lived in a big city in like a decade, but it definitely happened. You'd get the menus under the door all the time. Do you get menus under the door or, or no? Because of, you probably have like a team of doormen. I I have doormen, but I I get like mailers but not from restaurants like from apartment buildings from some sometimes but mostly apartment buildings and like hello fresh or like subscription things mm -hmm. i did get a subscription offer for a local theater and i bought a subscription based on that mailer so uh it did work have you used um, it yet? and then they called me to ask me for money and were like how did you hear about us and i was like I live in the neighborhood and I got your mailer and I thought it would be nice to support the nice. And they were like one like, down. Oh. That's great. Have they you were used stunned. It yet? They, were, they were fully stunned. I actually couldn't go to the first show um, because uh, I, I couldn't go to the first show because I like, I can only go when there's like, I, I spontaneously like, let me get a ticket right after work, blah, blah, blah. And then they were sold out. So I missed one of the shows. So I'm literally one of their just great donating patrons. money. Um, yeah, well, if they're sold out, I'm happy for them. Allie from the editing room. This has already been one of the most unprofessional podcasts ever released. And that's saying something even for me. Um, but Keeve had to take a quick break. So what happens next is a conversation after Keeve gets back that I did not intend to have on the podcast. But I think it's funny and it and goes with the spirit of already the podcast being a disaster. So uh, there you go. Back to the uh Show before the show. Hey, welcome back. Okay. I'm ordering $45 of Chinese food. <laughs> that I've done before. For like the whole week. Well, well speaking of leftovers, I'm going to have it tomorrow. How too. many forks are you going to get? That's really always the question. We order a lot of Chinese food for takeaway. I know. They're going to be like, uh, Aww, this person has 15 people yeah. in her apartment. <laughs> I got dumpling. Well, you don't want to hear about it. No, but you also don't. Um, you also probably, because of COVID, you probably have to like write like. I just drop a door or whatever. No. If you think that the entire pandemic, my instructions for delivery haven't been just ring the doorbell and get out of touch. Yeah, I guess that's true. Yeah. Oh, let me just take this quickly for my mom. I'm going to add this whole thing out. Hey, I'm recording a podcast with Akiva. My best friend. Uh, this is great because now I place my order. It's going to take over an hour. So, all right. I did like the reference that Nick makes. I have a, hey, Jess, I have a, and you're right, by the way, when you said that this was a tough one to, like, digest, this is a tough one to podcast about, because everything is so intertwined. Yeah, and, like, it's boom, the hardest boom, boom, episode boom, yet, boom. I think, to podcast about, honestly. And it shows. <laughs> we're, <laughs> we're struggling. We just waved away from um, Yeah, well, so Nick goes, I got a trainer, and I'm going to look like Barry Bonds. That's a very strange reference to make. I think then they knew he did steroids, too, oh, right? Oh, for sure, like That's yes. part of the bit? Correct. Okay, good. I was, like, unclear when mm -hmm. that came out. Um, but, all right, she's going to take her, her anger out on the menus here. Conservation's going to get a win today. She goes to the restaurant, 
and is disarmed by very charming host Brian, played by Justin Chan, who is from Twilight. How about that? Mm. I, are you a Twilight person? I've never seen it. I never showed you that I dressed up for one of the Twilight movies. It is the most embarrassing thing I've ever done. I was in high school. I was not a child. I don't think you have. I made shirts. We did, like, pale makeup. Mm-hmm. And, like, you know what it was? I, I think I did talk about this on the podcast. But I wanted to be part of a fandom. And I read all the Twilight books and loved them. Mm-hmm. So when the movie came out, I, I, you know me. I love a theme. I love a costume. So, like, I wasn't a Star Wars fan or a Harry Potter fan even where I could, like, dress up and go to something. The idea of dressing up and going to a movie was really and still remains very appealing to me so i think i just got excited that i could claim to be part of this fandom so i like really leaned into it and then you're after that you were like oh, i'll just become a survivor freak i guess that's i was already a survivor freak but there was no real dressing up i mean i was a survivor in seventh grade i was a survivor in, co- in college mm-hmm. so like i guess i did that too um was such a nightmare okay <laughs> i really have to listen get a close listen on this podcast to edit it <laughs> um i did love how the host handles this in the best possible way you can handle a disgruntled customer which is how i like i totally agree oh my god the men he gets ahead of it the menus are so terrible let me talk to my boss like he's lying yes but like Assuming Jess wasn't crazy or highly motivated, let's say, she would have been satisfied and walked out fine. Yes, right, right. Assuming Jess wasn't crazy, I guess, is the operative word. Thank you for stopping in and saying something. And it helps that you're beautiful. And she's like, he's like flirts with her. Blur, blah, blah, blah. That's so dumb. That's straight dumb. I love Jess's reaction yeah, to she's that. Very, Zooey does a good job in that scene. You excited for the holidays? I am. That's like so deranged. Um, all right. You've already established us both as doers and not dumplings. Uh, or, sorry, dumplings and not doers. What did you think of the acronym PEANUTS? Could you live your life by PEANUTS? It, what was it? Party every... What, what, remind me what it was again. <laughs> Physical, education, activity, nuts. Like, go nuts. Have fun. Mm-hmm. I like it. <laughs> yeah, that's how you live. We live like that as, as dumplings. um i did love schmidt's it was sort of the perfect way to get schmidt back in the fold to sort of admit that he misses them of like he's wanted to have this sort of relationship with nick and he's missing out on it um yeah i guess you get you didn't you're not convinced that he would be jealous of this no i don't think no no, i I, know i think you're i think you i think that is true i think like he this is like the relationship he, he wishes he had I've been trying to get Nick to work out for for years, and we've seen that. So it tracks, it tracks. Um, all right, Nick goes and uh, chases down the menu guy. Sees that he that Brian's actually in the van. He owns the restaurant. Strange that the restaurant owner, if he's hired a menu guy, would also be in the van. But it's a sitcom. It's a show. Right. I mean, it's a small operation, but yeah, it is strange that he would be in the van too. I love the energy. This is very my energy. I'm going to burn down your building. I, I, I won't do that. I will not be doing that. <laughs> I got carried away. Um, what did you think of the track uh, that Coach puts on? Have you heard the Britney Spears track, Work Bitch, before? Of course. Yeah, what, do, what do you think? I was born yesterday? And even well, if I was, I would have spent my first day listening to that song. 
I also don't think that it's you were born yesterday. I think you were born the amount of years ago you were born, and that's why I'm asking you about it. <laughs> <laughs> Producer Kelly says, name a better workout track than work, bitch. I mean, I don't work out enough to really answer that question. Well, she said, trick question. You can't. Oh, I got it. That's actually on my – I have the one playlist that I had was very dedicated to was my pre-exam pump-up playlist – uh, and work bitch was on that. So like, I'd be like blasting that while like papers got handed out and every, you had to get to a law school exam, like an hour before it started and just like sit there and like look at each other in silence. Really? I mean, you didn't have to be silent, but nobody was going to be talking. Yeah. If the exam was at like 9am, you had to like be there a full half hour before. Why? And if the door was closed, like you'd got turned away and you had to like go to the office and, and take it there. I have no idea. Something with cheating. Like, I have no idea. But I would just sit there, like, blasting music. And Work Bitch was one of the songs. So now, though, I have, like, a Pavlovian response. Like, I hear Work Bitch and I get a little stressed, but still pumped up. <laughs> Cece shows up. And uh, his the storyline to get Cece shoehorned in here is... Nick calls and says that Jess has an emergency and needs all this Chinese food. And uh, nope, nope, made it up. Just that's for after. He needed more Chinese food. Um, and Matt Stewart says, Allie, if Missy had a boyfriend that said you needed to pick up that much Chinese food, would you do it? Yeah, th- like, of course I would. What else am I doing? Uh, it would be unusual. It would be unusual. <laughs> Especially because it's a delivery place. So I feel like the, the storyline here is that Nick couldn't get away from Coach long enough to, like, place the full order himself, but he could get a text out to CeCe. Right. CeCe deserves better than this. Uh, you could say that's, like, an evergreen comment in this show. Better did than the you whole feel the, Did you feel a vibe between uh, Coach and CeCe? I think so. I think that's what we're setting up here, that there might be, might be a vibe. I like how she's like, I remember you. He's like, great memory. That's what's up. That's what's up. <laughs> I love the great memory comment. And then she calls for Nick for help, and he just goes, breasts? <laughs> that was honestly, while Cece deserves a better storyline, the exchange between her and Coach is one of my favorite parts of the episode. Yeah, definitely it's a highlight and, and something new also. And then Nick tips her. And she's like, are you tipping me? <laughs> and, and then we get, I'll tip you good. I'll tip you right over. <laughs> he tips her $4 also. <laughs> Not a great tip. No. Ironically, that's what you just gave the Chinese guy. That's not true. Okay. Uh, I like how Nick supports him, though. Like He's like, I wish I said something else. No, no. Tip you right over was good. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Here's my issue, and here's something really to discuss. There's not that much to discuss this episode, despite that this has been a five-hour podcast. Uh, Coach asks if Cece is single. Nick gives uh, the response of, yeah, kind of. How is Coach not being filled in here on what occurred? I, I guess he's not like – some people just aren't big question askers. Do you know what I mean? Like, hey, spill the tea for me. I guess he's just not one of those. Okay. This is so classic you that you'd say that. My issue is not that Coach needs to ask more specific questions. My issue is that Nick, the keeper of the keys, the one with the knowledge, should be like, yeah, she's single, and you should feel free to date her, but let me tell you what just happened with Schmidt a few weeks ago. It's not on coach to be like, I know. oh, did she it's have true. like a weird, like violent breakup with not violent, but you know what I mean? Like really contentious breakup with the, anyone in the loft. Mm-hmm. No, I think, yeah, I think you got to tell that the person that. 
Um, all right. Winston's now in a wheelchair because the internet said he should stay off his feet. And he eats the Chinese food, revealing that it has MSG in it. And the menu says no MSG. So as Jess says, that's my smoking gun. And she, she's going to wheel Winston to the restaurant. Uh, Matt Stewart asked if this is offensive, this storyline with the Chinese food restaurant and the MSG. Um, what do you think? Honestly, I, if somebody is offended by it, it's offensive. I, I frankly don't know. Yeah, I'm not sure. I don't know. Um, I, MSG is strange, right? Because I feel like I grew up where like my mom would say that at a restaurant, like no MSG. And I had no idea what MSG was. And then I watched a lot of Bon Appetit YouTube content. And then I watched a lot of Mythical kin- Kitchen content. Um, and like chefs love MSG. Yeah, I think it was like They're a myth like, when we MSG were kids. MSG is like, amazing oh, this... and it's like so overblown. I think it was like, it was like around the time like where carbs were like, oh, oh no carbs, no carbs. But like, I, I think it was like MSG is bad. But then people were like, oh no, it's not a big deal. Um, and I guess there's, I just, I just Googled MSG and racism. So there are, so Eddie Huang has, has been interviewed at NBC news on Rachel and sense sensitivities between behind MSG. Um, here's a CNN article, MSG and Chinese food isn't unhealthy. You're just racist. Right. Uh, it, I'm telling you, it was like a, such a, it was like a thing, like 15 years ago, people would say it. And then, then there was like, once the internet started or whatever, it was like, oh, no. Yeah, so people who actually know anything about food are down with MSG. Mm-hmm. Um, but, yeah, so so it turns out, yeah, it seems offensive. But I think it's possible that Winston could be allergic to MSG. I did love how he was like, it makes my jaw lock up, but he's still trying to eat when he gets to the place and is not at all down with just trying to bring the restaurant down as a result. He's like, I really like the food. Yeah, no, for sure. Don't Don't bring the restaurant down. Come on. I find that people with an allergy are much uh, sometimes less, not like a life-threatening allergy, but like, for example, I don't eat pork. It's not an allergy, but my friend Missy, I don't know I said my friend, everyone knows. Missy is like, we'll go to a restaurant, and if I didn't order anything with pork in it, I won't, t- if the waiter says, are there any allergies or food restrictions, I don't tell them pork because I've already made sure to order stuff that doesn't have pork in it. But like, Missy will always say like, Pork, no pork. We can't have any pork because, like, people I feel like are more. Uh, and that's for you. Helpful. She's not allergic to it. Oh, a hundred. No, she's ninety percent pork. Mm-hmm. But, um, <laughs> but like, I did that too. I dated a guy who was allergic to peanuts, and I was like very up in arms about it. And he was like, "It's I. I'm at an Italian was he restaurant. Anaphylactic? There's no peanuts here." Uh, it was like he was as like a baby, and I think it's like a he carried an EpiPen and like never had a peanut since. So like. There's a world he grew out he of it. He just know. doesn't know, right. but it doesn't isn't gonna try. Um. All right. Here's a question. Matt Stewart wants to know if we can use chopsticks. I'm not great at it because I'm not coordinated. But sure. What about you? I'm really not good at it either. I do use them. I use them in an improper way. Like I hold them between the wrong finger and I get it done. But I am whenever I'm in like a professional setting, I am pretty embarrassed when I have to use chopsticks. Like I get by, but I'm always like, oh, people are looking at me. Mm-hmm. Nobody's looking at you probably when you're using the chopsticks. No, of course not. Do you use, are you guys at home where you use chopsticks? Like my I, parents will use chopsticks when they had, like my dad would use chopsticks at home. Not like in with takeout, like we didn't have our own chopsticks. Kids love like the option for chopsticks. They'll always take it. So like my boys will always use chopsticks. But they, do they use the real ones or they use the kids ones? I think they'll try and use the real ones. I don't think they're great at it, but I don't think they're great with forks either, you know? <laughs> you know what? Um, somebody t- There's this great place called Magic Grill. If you are ever in Garwood, New Jersey, 
get yourself over to Magic Grill. It is Mongolian barbecue. Uh, it is just like a high school at my paradise. If you're just eating noodles, if you if you don't separate the wooden chopsticks, it's like much easier to like stab and twirl and eat. Mm-hmm. But it's um, humiliating to do that. Anyway, there's a tip. Go to Magic Grill and don't separate your chopsticks unless you have shame. Um, <laughs> I'm gonna have to edit this whole. Thing. Should we just delete the whole thing and start again? I'm sure we, this so, is so long. I'm sure we have plenty of usable content. When I'll we take make something out. work here. All right. You want to get to like the Garner Minute or something? What are we up to here? <laughs> but the audience isn't going to know. The audience is only going to have listened to like 10 minutes of content by now. No, no, no. There's, we've, we've done plenty. All right. What is this Roberto Benini reference that Schmidt You don't makes? remember? I see I'm older than you, so I get this. I had to Google it and it didn't even make okay, sense. Okay, but you are a big Oscars person, so I'm a little surprised you don't know Roberto Benini. Um so he won he was in sort of like a lighthearted like Holocaust movie that won No, a perfectly lighthearted no, but it was Holocaust like, movie. Classic. Yeah. He, like it was Was that directed by Chester? No. So he won Oh wait, I recognize him. What was the movie? I know it, this movie. It was called the uh it was called Life is Beautiful and he Yeah, I know I've won, seen Life is Beautiful. He won Best Actor, even though his English wasn't great and he was like singing and dancing. He was like really the star of the Oscars that year. Uh, so this is a very dated reference because this is, you know, this is 16 years later at this point. Uh, and he really hasn't done anything much since then, honestly, other than like people will make jokes about him once in a while. But uh, yeah, that's the Roberto Benigni. He did a Pinocchio recently, but that's really the only thing he's done. I did love when they said that to uh, to Schmidt that he looks like he was whittled and the Italian man whittled him. <laughs> this tight pants. Roberto Benigni. Okay. Um, Schmidt tries to set up a nanny cam uh, to watch his friends. He's really going off the rails. I know. At this point, just move back in, buddy. (laughs) I did like Coach's song, Tiny Pants Man Has No Friends, so I got the clock to watch his only friends. (laughs) Coach should stick to coaching, but it did get a laugh from me. Um, Yeah, no, that was funny. Coach should stick to coaching. Uh, so Jess successfully drives out all the customers, but as a result, ugh, like she can't win. The menu guy gets fired. Um, meanwhile, it is I love Winston's line of, does anyone have an antihistamine? Because Jess is really just ignoring that Winston is suffering and parading him around for her own uh, goals. Mm-hmm. Is that what goals are when the kids say goals? I don't think so. Winston's having coffee with, not Winston, well, Schmidt's having coffee with Outside Dave, his only other friend. Uh, and I do like the, how they, I don't always love how they use Outside Dave, but I did like it here where he's like giving nonsensical advice, but it does apply. In what way? How does it apply? Like people grow up, especially young people. Like that doesn't make any sense, right. but like sort of does. He's saying like, People like they've moved on. Like you should move on too. Mm-hmm. Uh, Connor, uh, who went to SUNY Binghamton, my action figure told me that. You know, it's like still like a little bit kooky, right. but it's like he's making sense in the conversation. And then I once lived with forty birds, and they flew away, and I moved on. <laughs> like it's it's not good advice, but it is sort of tangentially related. Whereas usually outside Dave is like on another planet. For, I once lived with forty birds. They all flew away. Um, 
All right, so Nick inspired Nick is upset because Jess and Coach are just kind of giving up. So he gets up and he's making this impassioned plea. Also, sort of like outside Dave, it's there, but it's not all there. Uh, and it works. It gives Jess the idea to go. And he says the word van, and that's really what works. He goes and and makes a negotiation with the restaurant to provide transpo for the kids to get to the beach. Feels like a school wouldn't let that happen. Probably but. not. But again, this is, you know, maybe it's uh, she's new. They don't really, you know, that Jess is up to these shenanigans. Great Winston line of, hey, Winston, do you have the money that we can rent like a car or a bus? He's like, I got this wheelchair from a ditch. <laughs> um. All right. Crystal gives Jess her hot dog hat as a thank you, which then she gives to Nick um, and then thinks that Nick is uh, – Jess's dad, which is a great kid line. Very funny. I liked that. Um, all right. I, I think that's really it. Schmidt gets the key back. Love the line. That's just a copy. I have like 50. Mm -hmm. And they all frolic at the beach. That's all, folks. Yeah, that was painful, I think. I had fun, but like, whew. It was a hard episode, honestly. There's a lot. It's like a lot of random things going on in this episode. It's hard to podcast about. But I liked the episode. Did you? I, yeah, I did like it too. I just don't think it's like natural podcasting material. Um. All right. Well, let's get to the guide. Who won the episode, Keeve? Should we say Coach? Well, we're not saying anything. Are you saying Coach? I'll say Coach. Welcome back, Coach. You're on the team. I'll give you the episode win. Okay, Kelly says, uh, Crystal, the little girl with the hot dog hat, she's cute. She gave Jess a pep talk and achieved her dream of making it to the beach. Matt Stewart says, Nick, for knowing who he is and owning that and for his amazing workout scene. Honestly, I, like, do kind of think it's Nick because, like, the whole episode fails if he doesn't, like, get everybody together. And, like, then at the end he, like, does choose to work out, becomes a doing person, gets Jess the idea to, like, get every – that saves the day. Uh so I think it's Nick, but I kind of think it's no one, but not in a bad way. I think everybody, like, there's just kind of no winner. It's a hard one. This is a hard, this is a hard call. Okay. The other big thing is from last week, uh, Nick and just become official. I think we need to put Nick in the boyfriend rankings. Can we do it next week? <laughs> I need to see one more week of Nick's boyfriendness. No, we put, you can move it next week. Um, okay, fine. Put Nick in the boyfriend. Anything else while while I look up the boyfriend rankings? Um, I mean, you want to do it next week just so you can prepare. We could do it. Yeah, next give week. me one week to prepare. Only because okay. like my <laughs> only well, only because my email froze when I tried to get it out of there. We're gonna be in the exact same situation next week, but I'm fine with, with that. my fr all my right. email still gonna be frozen a week from now. <laughs> <laughs> um. All right. Let's get to the uh, banana minute. We gave everybody a quick banana minute. Uh the beginning all right do you want to should we learn about cake i'm gonna cut that one short should we catch up and do all of them or you no i don't know like i come on shoot? i can't spin that gold every week let's do let's only do one more you know okay i think cake introduces so the best ones i think are the hanukkah and the 12 13 one about the olympics the cake introduction to cake is in, unintelligible we have to cut it off after like 10 seconds we just learn who cake is mm -hmm. and then 12 22 is nice 
Did you see what I filed 1225 under? Yes. Akiva sent me one and said this might be an outtake. Like, Yosef is just talking about something, and Akiva's not interested in it. So at the end, he just purposely riles up Yosef to get a bit, mm-hmm. to get some content. Yes, right. Yeah, I knew that it wasn't usable, so I, I riled him up. <laughs> All right, so let's play what I think is the best of what we have. 1213, okay? Mm-hmm. Let's see. First of all, I'm so proud of you, Yosef, because we were about to record a bit in a minute. What'd you do? You put, instead of eating a giant piece of bread, you put it down on the table. Because you were a little one. A little one, yeah. Okay. Anyway, um, so, you know, Daddy's going away to do stuff on the Olympics soon. And I'm coming. Oh, you're coming. Okay, fine. Now, what sport would you be in in the Olympics, people want to know? Okay, I'll tell you. Mm. I'll tell you. Basketball. Basketball? What do you do in basketball? I've seen you play basketball. What do you do? I get... Only hoops, no misses. Only hoops, no misses. And what do you say when you get a hoop? My name is Yosef, and I scored none, none misses, always, only hoops. That really rolls off the tongue. Isn't it, my name is Yosef, and I get buckets? No? Okay, it's my name is Yosef, and I score none minutes. None misses, only hoops. That's very catchy. <laughs> In the other one that we're not playing, he talks about something about, like, not doing a fadeaway. He makes some basketball comment that I thought was very cute for a three-year-old to say. He's very into it. He's like, I lay back. What does he say? He says, uh, you're um... you have to play it or, or I'll forget. I don't know. Nah, it's like a minute and a half. He can't really understand mm-hmm. him. Okay. When I took the ball out of his hand, dribbled it, sco- jumped up, I would fall away, uh-huh. I throw the ball and scored from the... On top of the other hoop. On top of the uh, But let me play the one of you riling him up just the end of it, because I feel like it's... Okay, not... fine. Hey, yo. Don't. Remember when you got canceled? No, that was you! That's <laughs> <laughs> totally irrelevant to the story. Uh, very cute from Yosef. A lot of banana, like our... Let's go to our five-star reviews quickly. We got another one. I need more banana content mm-hmm. from Unavailable. Um, a lot of people have threatened to stop listening if we cut the banana minute. We have no plans to cut the banana yeah, minute. I just get the, he just has to keep spinning gold. And also, if I if I go away, gonna have to maybe do long distance. It'll, or you know, we'll, well figure. Well, Nara recorded one. Yeah, for us, she'll right? do it if if I if I if I need uh, if I need some content. Nor Calcera, but she didn't mention banana, um, which is fine. So they, please keep letting us know if you're listening to this. It's very exciting to hear the feedback. Mm-hmm. Uh, you can go to anchor.fm slash newgirlholdguy and link it links you to iTunes. Uh, I also heard Spotify is doing reviews now, too. Oh. But I haven't seen evidence. Oh, I haven't Producer seen Kelly that either. Producer Kelly tweeted about it. Wow. Producer Kelly says that's a thing. So now we got to get like all these reviews again. That's wild. Spotify well, really no, showing just, up in I, the eighth inning and thinking they invented podcasting, you know? Well, no, I think that would just, I, I do think there's like a, there are people who listen to Spotify who like just don't go to Apple Podcasts to leave reviews. True. So it would just like, hopefully, it's not that we, I mean, we would love We're on Spotify, right? left reviews would go to Spotify. Yeah. Mm-hmm. If people want to go, who have already left reviews to go to Spotify to leave the review, amazing. And if people who listen on Spotify did happen to go to Apple Podcasts, amazing. But hopefully this just captured a wider audience of people on Spotify who have not left any reviews. Fair enough. Um, oh, Kelly also added that this episode was kind of male. The main cast was unimpressive. unimpressive. Winston was the funniest, but he was the C or D story and ended up in a wheelchair being buried by children, so it's probably not a win. Good point. Um, all right, you ready for the Garner Minute? It's been a while. It's been a while, and this is a big one, yeah. 
Oh, this is a big one. Okay. Well, you still only get technically you should get four minutes. No, I'll but do sixty. We're seconds. only giving you one. Yeah. No, no, we're never. We were never giving you more. All right, here we go. Ready? Three, two, one. So a big old buffoon opens his mouth on the Howard Stern show and said, and this is Ben Affleck speaking, Jennifer Garner's ex-husband, said that he st- he still would have been drinking had he stayed married to Jennifer Garner. He said, I can't leave because of my kids, but I'm not happy. What do I do? And what I did was I drank a bottle of scotch and fell asleep on the couch, which turned out not to be the solution. The couple shares three children, Violet, Serafina, and Samuel. What the hell? How do you speak like that on the radio about your queen of a wife? Ridiculous. Everyone slammed him. People are going crazy. Someone tweeted, when you can't accept that your drink problem is because of you, you still have a drink problem. Jennifer Garner didn't drink Ben Affleck, didn't drive Ben Affleck to drink. She did, however, drive him to rehab, probably saving his life. Uh, he, she should, uh, he should get on his knees and thank her for putting up with his insufferable ass. Somebody else tweeted. Uh, and someone said it should be a warning sign for J-Lo in their fake relationship, that she should rethink things. Because, I mean, what's going on here? Wow, scathing. <laughs> scathing. Mm-hmm. I did read that article. Come on. Uh, an article that talked about the interview. Come on, Ben Affleck. I'm not talking about Jennifer Garner because the minute's over, but come on, Ben Affleck. Not great. Um, Jennifer Garner still stays a queen. Uh, if you want to... Uh, write in questions you could follow me out last tweets it's a pinned tweet and my twitter's private so again i should really need to make a link here and kiwi's not going to share it so i'll work on that uh you can follow kiv at kiv26 you could check out um kiwi last week oh coming into the finale for curb we really haven't talked about curb i let all my curb thoughts out in my group chat do you want to uh, come on the finale Mo's. you're invited on the finale you don't want me to come no on we the do finale. we you don't want me on the finale. we first of all we wanted to come on an early episode but we also record at 4 p.m. Eastern. Can you come on the finale? Can we talk about it after? I can't record at 4 p.m. Eastern, but we can discuss. Okay, fine. We'll... Allie from the editing room. A beautiful idea was born on this podcast, and we did make it work, and I got together with Josh Wiggler and Akiva to talk about the finale of Curb Your Enthusiasm. Is it the series finale? Is it the season finale? We talk about it over on Post Show Recap, so check it out. Discuss. All right, either way, check out Josh. Check out Akiva. Wrapping up a season of Curb. Um, you could check the hardest, second hardest working man in podcasting, apparently, uh, Akiva, you are, because you've got uh, Renap with Rob Sesternino, a former guest on NGOG. You've got uh, 32 fans with future guest on NGOG, Alex Chester. You're busy. You're a busy man. I am a busy boy. Patron podcast, yeah. 32 fans, patron There's podcast. Lot, I've got a lot going on. I am busy. All right. Well, thanks for making time for us uh, around Rob's schedule. We'll be back next week for season three, episode nine. It's called The Longest Night Ever. And I'll give you a clue. Do you want a clue? Please do. Just think about you like to think about what remains open in this episode. Right. In terms of like, is a guest coming back or not coming back? Like, is the plot line over? What do you think is being teed up in this episode? The longest night ever. Two people get like trapped in a room together somehow and they have to spend the night together. So you completely ignored my hand. I didn't understand your hand. It's over my head. I'm not one of these what people that went to law school. Up? What, what remains open in this episode? What What do you think is being teed up even in this episode that could come back next episode? Oh, there's lots of things. Um, it could be. Right. Well, that's a hit. I'm Got not it. Telling well, you but uh, you shouldn't give me any hints. But we'll uh, maybe see. Maybe I asked you coach. if you wanted a hint. <laughs> now I say. And you said yes. Now I say, you know. 
Oh my god. Say CCN coach. I don't know. All right. Well, if if we're still speaking, we'll see you next week. Uh, belated Merry Christmas Mm-mm. to everyone and Happy Holidays. No, you you blew it. You that. blew it. You know what you're supposed to say. <laughs> okay. Well, Happy Holidays because when this airs, we're still you blew looking it. forward to New Year's Eve. You're supposed to say good vach. Oh, good vach. <laughs> good vav. I'm thinking of the champagne, honestly, when I hear vuv. And I know it's not vuv, mm-hmm. but good, good vuv. That's what I'm going to say. Good vuv to everyone for this New Year's Eve mm-hmm. uh, or whatever champagne you're drinking, mm-hmm. um, alcoholic or non. And uh, are we going to – I guess we'll catch you in the new year. Is that right? Is that Wait, are the dates right? Well, not necessarily. We might record. Yeah, for the listeners, yes, but we might well, record. No, 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 but – oh, it's the magic of recording, okay? You wouldn't say that if you were pre-recording something with Rob. I uh, No, I'm just too 29th. stupid to realize I, I would. So this is going to air on the 29th. So, yeah, good vov, good uh, good New Year. Happy what, birthday, what, Noam. 29th. Do you, oh, on the 29th? Mm-hmm. Oh, my God, happy birthday, Noam. Are we, we're not doing an Among Us party. We're not not doing one. I mean, I, I, I'm not going to mention it to him, but we could. <laughs> that was like I'm seven years ago, honestly, that last one, even though it was last year. What is his requested cake? That's a good question. I haven't heard his. I, I'll ask Mary. I don't want to ask and give her more work, but it, that's a good question. I don't know did it, you ever get a birthday present? Mm-mm. No, I did not. All right. See you next week, Keeve. See you. I love be you. My pipe and my dog, my pipe and my dog, my pipe and my dog.